Hello and welcome to Do It Justice, your local bi-weekly podcast on which a guest speaker and I discuss three ideas all under one umbrella theme, or as I like to call it, debate with a mate. Now I want to preface this podcast by saying that no one has been harmed during the making of this episode thanks to the website Clean Feed, which enables my guest speaker and I to have a discussion without needing to leave our homes. So, without further ado, I want to welcome Millie onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, hello. Hello, Millie. How are you? How are you doing? God, I'm going to sound like such a weirdo from that introduction. That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry. I think it's all a bit new for us, isn't it? We're all a bit nervous, yeah. really. Yeah, all a bit nervous, nervy-worthy. <laughs> we, we How have you been doing during the lockdown? Um, okay. I mean, my, my reading habit has gone off the scale now like now I can read a book in like two and a half hours like easily what no way yeah wow that um, is actually very impressive yeah it's it's it's, it's almost becoming like addictive now like I have to purposely <laughs> slow myself down because otherwise I'm just gonna like ruin all books that I have I'm like a constant supply of books are arriving at my house every morning that's so. good but also I feel like that's not that's like not a bad addiction to have you know like, no but it's just like this constant like addiction to escapism though like uh, god that was a bit deep just, wasn't it god, okay, right, so reality is just so hard reality I just need to escape no but seriously it's just it most of it is romance because I'm like oh I'm lovely like I feel about but yeah so today we're kind of going to do a bit of a politics episode aren't we yeah. Um, and so the three kind of outlines we've thought of are um, how women can exploit uh, patriarchal systems, should voting be mandatory, and um, just kind of discussing current affairs in regards to Boris Johnson um, having his newborn child. So yeah. shall we start with um, should voting be mandatory? What's, what's your opinion on this off the bat? I don't agree that voting should be mandatory. Okay. I think it should be strongly encouraged. And I feel like people should be made aware of the impact that voting can have. But I think enforcing voting almost overshadows the the importance of it. Yeah, Yeah, the importance of it. If you enforce something, then how can we expect that people want to would want to partake in a democracy. No, that's very true actually. And it kind of takes away like the liberty of it and, and the fact the fact of the matter is that voting is exercising your choice, isn't it? And so yeah. when you make it almost as though they don't have a choice, obviously they have a choice within who they choose, but yeah. it's it's mandatory for them to do it. It yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, feel I you. I remember I remember in um do you remember when we were debating well you were debating about this? Yeah. I you had such a good point and it was like that um the suffragettes fought for the freedom to vote, yeah. not for the, you know, the, the consistent... They, 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 they fought, they for, fought the for the the choice, didn't they? They the fought choice. for the cho- choice, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, rather than to have to do it. And it is about that freedom. But I would, you see, I would argue that, um, just to play devil's advocate, that you're being very irresponsible if you don't vote. And thus, I just think we should take away the choice completely because... I think whilst right now it would take a good few years to get accustomed to the fact that it is um it is no longer a choice. I think, you know, yeah. if we if we look in a in a decade and it's that, that decision's been done and the legislation has gone through, people won't be able to complain anymore because it'll be like anything else. It'll be like paying your fines or it'll be like um some of the ro- uh, road policies. I just don't think that um there'll be people who can complain about it because it will have always been in place. 
yeah I see what you mean but I think initially if we do enforce it I think there would be so much I think there would be a lot of backlash from it yeah and I'm I me myself, I would disagree with it. Yeah, it's like um, the the new policy about um, if you're an organ do- do- donor, so you're like oh, um, yeah, you automatic. Opt out, yeah, you? absolutely. Yes, yeah, so you're automatically opted in. And I know, like for example, I know that a friend of mine said that like some of their family members um, would like now purposely opt out. Um, even though before they were opted yeah. in because of the fact that you've taken away that kind you've kind of taken away the choice and I mean some would behave some would behave like that yeah although you know like you and I we are very pro voting and like have a have a choice in democracy etc yeah but some people they may not have a party in which they feel that they're strongly aligned with so we can't maybe force people to tick a box that maybe they just don't correlate with and don't associate with I mean I appreciate that but then a lot I know I hear the phrase the less of two evils and that's thrown about a lot in politics especially when it comes to choosing a leader and I feel like like yeah of course um you might not necessarily like me myself I'm a I'm not 18 yet so I can't vote and I couldn't vote in the 2019 general election you couldn't either could you but um like uh, there was no party that I loved and I, I remember talking to you about it and it was like there was nothing that ticked every single box but it was like this this specific party agrees with the majority of my morals and so I think people and I often think that people say oh well I don't like any of them because they've not done their research and I think that they've just neglected yeah. that and I think they're ig- I mean, ignorant well m- at the minute this is going to sound like a bit of a thing but me personally there's not one party in which I'm like fully aligned with no totally I, I I'm in the same position because and you've got to be, and you've got to think like there will be people who are just so and I, I, I just so confused by it all. Yeah, they will absolutely. And I remember during that um, school debate, I said that we should put a stress more on like the education of voting. And I said that Definitely. you know the reason why a lot of like I remember I was literally in maths with with a friend, um, and I remember saying to him, "Are you going to vote? Like you are eighteen, you have the ability to vote." And he said that he hadn't even registered yet, and I just couldn't understand it. And then I I took a yeah. step back and I realised it's because like in public schools we have this thing where it's like teachers aren't allowed to speak about politics right and so if it's kind of like almost like a taboo it's like an elephant in the room then we can't like um instigate natural debate about politics because obviously it's against school protocol whatever but say for example at private schools that is like i've never been to private school but i can imagine it's encouraged and like people are actively taught to be involved in politics Mm. whereas i feel uh Having having been in education in free um, education for in the UK for thirteen years, I have not once ever been in a lesson which has provoked me to talk about politics or to think about it. Not once. No, I have actively in my own time had to go out of my way or have discussions with my friends who are more knowledgeable about it. And I think that's yeah. it. I think the fact is that it's not encouraged, and therefore that is why when these you know fifteen, sixteen year old people grow up and they become adults and they're eighteen and they have the choice now, they just can't be asked. Quite frankly, can they? Yeah, but I think it. I agree. I I really do agree. And I think if it was to be enforced, it would become a burden for some. Yeah. And it would be a fleeting decision. It wouldn't be organic. It wouldn't be um, well thought out and well processed. It would be a fleeting decision. And, and that's the issue, isn't it? Because often, and I've said this before, often bad parties, bad leaders, bad um, like 
party promises get headline news they get attention because of how outrageous they have been you know Boris is in the headlines a lot for his past behavior and the way he navigates politics and women and general like his job in general Um, and so if you are someone who doesn't have access to a lot of news you are only going to see that sort of stuff and who knows you might go to the policies and and you might see green party and you might not even know what it stands for because it's not it's not given enough of the spotlight so I think the the main thing that w- that could be done is to grow it organically, like you said, educate, normalise um, political free like and choice yeah. within schools, normalise that and educate more than actually um, enforcing it. Yeah. Because I think we risk it becoming a burden and we risk people losing enthusiasm, which could have been developed organically. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, so, so would you say that... sorry about that too popular popular (laughs) (laughs) would you say that um whilst we don't need to whilst we don't need to like remove the ban of um teachers giving their own personal opinions would you say that it does need to be encouraged and put in like the curriculum for example yeah I agree yeah well I mean we're we're probably a bit of an anomaly because at school we used to always talk about politics didn't we We have quite heated debates yeah God, what was that voice there? Yeah, sorry, that's my... <laughs> I need to turn that. <laughs> that's my alarm clock. It says it in, like, a French accent. It's rather odd. Sorry about that, ladies and gents. Um, but, yeah, no, 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 I completely agree. I do think, as a group, we are potentially a bit odd when it comes to our <laughs> um, break-time discussions. We yeah, we do We do love a good do politics debate. We do quite heated. We do. Um, but I think that's good, yeah. and, I, and I, I do think that's, I think that's really good, but I, unfortunately, oh, like, so good. like we've said, I don't think there are a lot of people, like, I don't, I don't want to be yeah. ignorant to anyone, yeah. I've only ever been in one group, but I don't think that is, like you say, the norm, I do think we're the, uh, are the anomaly, and actually, um, sh- it, shocking figure, so just to do a little bit of stats, um, the go. turnouts in the 2019 general election, only 67.3% voted, so that's literally two-thirds, yeah. and you think that's not a lot, but say you have a class of 30, that's 20 out, like 10 people decided I'm not going to vote, and you know what makes yeah. me really sad about it, Millie, is the fact that people think I don't know whether this is their thought process and I know that there are some times when they genuinely just can't vote which is a bit selfish if I'm honest about like Mm -hmm. you know if they're busy or like make time you only get this opportunity once every like what is it four years but um I do think sometimes people just don't even think their vote matters which is so fundamentally sad Mm, I agree it's like they don't value their word yeah they exactly and they believe that there's I honestly when people tell me that they're not going to vote or that they don't, they can't be bothered to vote, etc., and I I have come into contact with a few of those people. Yeah, same. It just it shocks me. Yeah. Because, I, but like you said, that is a product of not being educated enough. I would argue. Yeah, absolutely, and it comes back to this thing that. I guarantee you, if you were to look at the statistics of how many people who are privately educated vote, it would be so much higher because they are instilled with this like sense of self-importance, which isn't necessarily bad. Having a good, healthy sense of self-esteem is good. And clearly exercising your thoughts and opinions and voice is brilliant. But we are not given that. Just being aware of the worth, like the weight of your vote. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just incredible. Yeah, and it comes back down to if everyone thought that their vote didn't matter, it clearly would have a massive impact. 
I mean, I think I think it's vote, um, compulsory to vote in Australia. Is it? And I think, yes, yeah, I think it is. And I think what happened with that, it made the voting um, really unrepresentative. Mm, okay. And I, and I think a lot of people now are calling in Australia to um, make it voluntary, so it would really shake up the um, the political part, party system in Australia. That's interesting. Maybe I'll do a bit more research and we can talk about that again. Yeah, because they've said that... Um, Parties and candidates now are just consistently being like re-voted and re re-elected back in. Just recycled, yeah. It's, yeah, just just it's just recycled because it's almost become monotonous, like yeah. for lots of people. Whereas if it was voluntary again, they believe it would really shake things up. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like a chore. Exactly. And yeah. I think like that's what the whole like we don't want politics to become this like stale environment. No. I mean <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it kind of is, <laughs> but I feel you. I know what you mean to to a larger extent. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Well, um, shall we move on to the next topic, which is kind of how females can exploit the patriarchal system? So you actually this asked is a really weird one. And yeah, I feel like it's not going to come across, but I was in the bath the other day. Okay, classic, classic, classic thinking time. Yep, and I just thought, like, is it wrong? For females to exploit, like, or take advantage of... Well, that doesn't word it correctly. I no, no, I feel you, though. Like, to take advantage of pre-existing, may I add, pre-existing, like, patriarchal structures. Mm, yeah, systems in that... Order, in, yeah. yeah, in order to grow. Yeah, because and, realistically, those systems, practices um, and stigmas are in place and they have been put in place for years because yeah. of men because of men and so you're basically asking the question is it wrong for us to kind of it's like don't hate the player hate the game isn't it yeah that's what I'm kind of we're not here abandoning all cause for feminism that's not what what we're saying we are saying well let me give the example for um so you and I both want to be lawyers Mm -hmm. and let's say this is really like desirable um trainee contract in a really good law firm sounds great I I go god in our power suits bright blue absolutely so we sit down and then meet, like let's say the boss makes like inappropriate comments to me. yeah in, in, in the like, interview in the interview in a very yeah. formal setting right in a very formal setting and he breaks all protocol mm-hmm. um just not professional at all it's inappropriate comments i don't know like commenting on my appearance commenting on my clothes just and, so, and, and I stress this when I discussed with you earlier, comments that wouldn't be made to men. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, perfect. Um, so just comments, you know, you can maybe like ask me, like, if, I don't know if I'm like single, just things like that. Yes. Um, yeah. And if there's, is that wrong for me to, whilst knowing that is totally inappropriate, is it wrong? Well, all to play, play I, along with it. Yeah, should I have to sacrifice my career, which there would be a, st- a strong likelihood of that happening if I was to say, excuse me, those to- comments are totally inappropriate and I want you to stop now. I don't even want to work at this place anymore if, you're, if I'm going to be surrounded by sexist. Yeah. But would I, do I have to sacrifice my career for his sexist behaviour? Yeah, and it's the risk you take, isn't it? Because they could react either way. They could think, wow, what a bold, yeah. strong, empowered female. We wouldn't hurt in our firm 
Alternatively, and a much more likely outcome, is they could think, God, she's arrogant, she's self-conceited, who does she think she is? It's just a bit of fun and games. There was no underlying sexism, which is what we often see. And males, Mm. if you think that that's wrong, I'm sorry, you are not female and you haven't experienced that. And it is very, very true and present, especially in sectors which are and have been very male-dominated up until now, up until the last 10, 20, 30 years. That's why I feel like we've got to err on the side of caution here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like be kind of be passively resistant. That's not what we're saying. Well, that's not what I'm saying either because I understand the daily, like the daily things. And I think it Mm. is important to consistently resist. But I, I mean, I was speaking to my dad yesterday and I asked him this because he, he's like, he owns his own company. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. That would be an interesting perspective. And I said like, what would you say to that person if they had experienced that? And he said, not go along with it. Do not entertain it at all. But don't, at that point, don't fleetingly, you know, throw remarks around the room. Instead, take the job and you, you can have more of an interwoven impact. Yeah, so, like so kind of destroy attack from within. From yes, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But, but whilst I think that, he is definitely coming from a place of experience and he's hired and fired people and so I don't want to undermine him on face value that sounds like to me just ignore it just let him do what he wants yeah I understand that it could be and that's why I don't want people to think that I'm saying oh my god just like kind of go along with it that's not what I'm saying Mm. I'm just like but no, I kind of, when you first said it to me, I kind of heard it and I thought like, God, that's badass. Just like going along with it, like taking the mitt. You're clearly not interested, but you're like abusing. Like, it's like you are abusing. And and like, I use the word abuse lightly there, but like you are kind of like um, undermining their like reasoning for doing it. And and it, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. You can't criticise me for playing along with it when you instigated it. But we despise the game. That's the difference. We do despise like, we, the game. We despise the game. So should we have have any part in it? Or should we go along with it and instead work on destroying the game? I don't I don't know. And and I've read a few articles because as a lot of young females are, um, like me, I have a lot of internalised misogyny. And like even down to like I What's like say for example a lot of girls will relate to this in year eight and year nine the craze was like you'll know exactly what I'm talking about if you know what I'm talking about Joni jeans from Topshop oh my god yeah I still have them in my wardrobe yeah but I couldn't afford them because as a 12 year old 40 pounds was like way oh too expensive. God, so expensive yeah, yeah. and so I would like Christmas. yeah yeah and I would like basically rationalize the fact that I didn't have them by saying like I'm not like the other girls like I'm special yeah. like I have different like I'm unique and that is like a perfect example of internalized misogyny so where I'm going with this is what I'm trying to say is a lot of women who go along with men's antics and don't call them out are, they do have a lot of internalised misogyny because they are rationalising yeah. it and thinking, oh, well, I can deal with it, not like the other women. I don't need, I can deal with this. When in reality, it's probably getting them down and it's probably yeah. limiting their success. Exactly. I mean, I did some research today as well. And it's so, if women come out about sexual abuse, um, not sexual abuse, but, you know, like sexual harassment, mm. um, uh, discrimination in the workplace their um wa- wage progression is i think it's like two times more likely to either stay the same or decrease <sighs> than if they had not come come out and talked to openly about um sexual harassment in the workplace mm. but i do i do think <clears throat> 
and this comes back to the fact that like um a lot of the issues that men now complain about are <laughs> they stem from the patriarchy but um i do think that a lot of men feel like this they feel this massive stigma especially with this me too movement and they're like scared to do anything so say for example yeah. they have like in a workplace it's like two to eight with like the female to male ratio and one of the women comes out and says I have been sexually harassed by someone in my workplace the rest of the men are going to be so scared to talk to her or to comfort her or to yeah because they're scared that they too are going to get accused of it and that and that comes down to the fact that there's not these open discussions and I feel yeah, like it, it is very one-sided it's just to be yeah yeah like the me too movement is quite one-sided in the sense that men aren't from what I know and from what I've experienced in school and debates and looking on social media, they aren't actively involved because they are scared. They are scared yeah. to death that they too are going to get accused of it. But, like I said, it stems down to the fact that the patriarch has... The patriarchy? The patriarch. Yeah, because yeah, the patriarch is like the, the one specific person, isn't it? One man, yeah. yeah. The pa- patriarchy basically has created a lot of the problems that men are unhappy with right now. And I said this to you earlier, men are expected to be the bread earners or whatever bring the bread home yep. for the family that's because women weren't allowed to work yes men aren't allowed to open up about their emotions that's because being emotional was a female trait and that's bad yeah like all of these issues stem down to the fact and i do find it comical <laughs> i do find it comical because they stem down they, they come from um the, the things that they've put in place so I just think, yeah. oh, if you want to complain and you want to say that's not fair, you need to unpick layers of change. sexism. Yeah. Yeah. Huge change. Yeah. And I just think that that is, I watched, um, I watched a TikTok, very educational. You but sent it, was, it me? Yes. But it was saying about like how there's a different wave of feminism now. Um, and that's the, the fact that men have realised that in order to kind of like push away these old stereotypes of them because there is a lot of pressure on them and I I appreciate that there is a lot of pressure on them you know um stay-at-home dads get shamed which isn't fair but it stems from you know stay-at-home mums were expected and then they need to unpack it anyway we've gone quite um we've gone quite straight but I just think it's like if honestly like I'm honestly still like that question really fascinates me no I think it's so interesting I agree should we have to sacrifice our career and our progression for their sex behavior we don't have any agency over them we we don't control them and we could try and influence them Mm. but should we have to sacrifice like should I have to sacrifice that job yeah all the job yeah yeah should I have to sacrifice that job which I probably would not get if I was to say excuse me I do not want to work here Mm. um, because of your comments because yeah. of his behaviour. It's just so interesting. It's interesting. I think I would play the game and I think I would play along and then t- attack from within, but that's because I'm a little bit mischievous. I'm no, just so calculated. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, so... Growing up plans at home. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, moving on to um, current affairs moving in to regards on. to Bojo's new... Is it, a, is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy, isn't Baby it? Baby Bojo. Baby Bojo. Um, it's a boy and it's called Wilfred. W- no, Wilfred. Willie. Willie. <laughs> Little Fred. Wait, is that, where, is that where Fred comes from? Does it come from Wilfred? Uh, probably. Um, I, oh, I no, maybe it comes from Alfred. Today. Does it? Is Alfred a word? Who knows? Alfred. Yeah. Alfred is, yeah. Yeah. But Wilfred. It's called Wilfred. It's called Wilfred something, something, something. 
And I think it's called like Wolfen Alexander something. I don't know. Shall I look it up? What is? Yeah, let's just have a look. Boris. Anyway, in the meantime, it's got so much hair. Has it? So much hair. Yeah. Or was that a comical one? I'm not sure because I don't think I was reading it in the like most um, (laughs) reliable sources. So I've got I've got it up. So it's Wilfred Laurie Nicholas Johnson. Hmm, it's interesting. It's um, it's a very, it's a very upper class name. Um, I'm not criticising that. You know, we are. You know, we each name our children according to culture yes. and etc. Yes, well, yes. Sorry, that's my creepy alarm oh, again. <laughs> I love that. I love that you can do it on your Mac, Millie. It's just like this thing that you set up. Oh, I actually have a um Irish Siri. Oh, I love wow. Him. Cultured. I, I like that. I love him. <laughs> Brilliant. I might I might make mine to like Australian or something, you know, just to get me through the days. I did try Australian, but I've realised it now that Irish is the best. Does it hit the spot? Lit- hits the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it hits the spot. Um, every morning. I, you wake I, up. You know, to, put, to put on my music, hey Siri, put that song on, and it goes with a little Irish accent. All right then, really. What are we feeling today? <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, we digress. And um, so yeah, so basically, um, I think it's very interesting the way the media has dealt with Bojo's new son, and I will continue to call him that because I do not think he deserves me to say his full name out loud. And um, the one, what's it from Harry Potter? Uh, he who we do not name, or something. Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I just mean as in um, he whose name we do not say or something. It's not, I just yeah. have like, I do think I have like a slightly, slightly irrational personal vendetta against Boris Johnson. Maybe that's based on the years of um, sexism and astronomical um, things he said against women, but who knows? Maybe it's just like a silly little vendetta that I've got. I mean, it could be. Could be. Remarks. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know really. Um, anyway, so yeah, so basically... Um, He's obviously had this child, and I do feel for him. He he had coronavirus. He didn't really stick oh, to his own rules. Like, let's, not, let's not like lose our moral compass. Here. No, no, absolutely. Well, he's he's course, a human. Human and someone with who can feel pain and yeah, <laughs> we think and family, we think yeah. And he has children, so um, seven everyone, seven kids. May I add, from four well, women. He is, He's got a blooming family. So. <laughs> we could use that. We could use that phrasing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he's got a very. Um, a lot of people rely on him. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not lose our morality here. Yeah, yeah. He's a person, and obviously, what he went through was really hard. He's he's quite a big baby daddy, isn't he? He's a big baby daddy. He is. He's got lots of baby mamas. He has got lots of baby mamas. But yeah, so I just thought it was interesting the way the media dealt with it because um, if we look back to like Theresa May and um, any other like um, quite significant... New Zealand Prime Minister. Yeah. Yeah, so you you speak about that because you've got some interesting anecdotes, haven't you? So yeah, I was... um... I I kept up to date with it, with this like when it was happening. So she had a child... Um, the, the Prime Minister of New Zealand and she was really young and she had she it was her first child in office and it was the first time that I think it'd been done since like nineteen ninety, like the Pakistani um Prime Minister. Oh right, okay. Um and so like these are the people things that people said they said like I guess millennial world leaders don't feel it's important to get married first because she got um had a child out of wedlock. Right. Um 
that's just what New Zealand needs, a sleep-deprived, emotionally volatile person running the show. Women like these are, irrespons- are responsible for breaking down t- traditional family values, shows irresponsibility as a prime minister and a parent. I just do not think women should be in such power if they are birthing babies. You can't argue with biology. Brilliant. Well, thank you for that, scientist. Um, you, you can't argue with biology, can you? Oh, and apparently you have to choose between motherhood and leadership. Of course. If you didn't already That's know. a fact. Um, no, yeah. I do just, it, it's interesting because if we look at the facts for Boris Johnson, I'm just going to state them very plainly. Okay. He has Ex- just, give, me the, give it yeah. explicitness. Please. I'll give you that. He has just had another child with a fourth woman who he is not married to, okay? Mm-hmm. Furthermore, he's got seven kids from other three, he's got seven kids in total from four women. He's a, had for so long as well, he didn't want to even admit how many children he had. Which is well. just, and, and who knows, he might have more. We don't well, know. I think it's highly likely. Oh yeah, for sure. He was a... I didn't want to assume, but... I tell you what, he was a, a man on campus. He was a big man on campus when it came to Oxford. <laughs> but he had all the ladies over him. You're going to go there and see his, um, the remains of Bojo. Oh, I can't wait. That shiny blonde hair. <laughs> I hope there's a photo of him up in the mark. wall. He's left his mark. Oh, you're we definitely. walk in the footsteps of both. Oh, my God, no, you're not. You're not. Why did I just say that? I, well, I hope I won't. But, you know, anyway. who knows? Um, but, yeah. And so I did, I did think it was interesting that no one in the media had made a comment about the fact that, um, you know, he's not married. How can we count on him for stability? What does that say about him? How can we trust him? No one said, how can he concentrate on being a father? You know, he's just had coronavirus. I, I guarantee you, yeah. if, it was woman, if it was a woman who was the prime well, minister... We've got the evidence there. Yeah. There's a huge public outcry from... Um, like the citizens of New Zealand themselves saying she's incapable to um like she had to justify it she had to justify it and say do not worry I'm capable of doing it it's gonna be she even said it's gonna be tough or something I mean on my heart my heart I put my heart out there for her is that the saying I don't know I feel for her because that is just horrible to feel so undermined in a country that you clearly fought very hard to get to the top of and you clearly are very much capable of getting there and then you have a child um which shows that you are clearly like um very um capable of emotions capable of um fostering relationships with people to yeah. the point that you feel you are okay to start a family and then people just undermine you like that it's just a little bit silly really well like there should never be a decision that you have to make between motherhood and leadership no like it's like it's like the question family or career it's like no both no, you can have both you can you can have both if all parties um, are acting accordingly and acting as they should be, then you should be able to. Yeah, have and I you que- should not have to even like question if you. Can. Yeah, and any anybody who's listening here who has had to sacrifice one or the other because their partner has not been willing to um, sacrifice something in their life, whether that be them leaving an hour early for work or them saying, "Okay, I'm gonna," um, I don't know, I'll do the shopping, whatever. I'm sorry, but that partner is not as supportive as there are some people out there, and maybe you need yeah. to rethink rethink that I'm not going to try and rip your marriage apart but like you yeah, know ladies let's get <laughs> but... Lee, come on. <laughs> exactly but no I just thought it was interesting even like it's kind of comical but like thinking about it I'm surprised that 
like if it was a woman who had got ill, who had got the coronavirus, I honestly imagine that like the sun would make a headline like, can you believe Theresa's May immune system is so low? Like what a loser. Oh my God. Like yeah. literally these are the things that like I would not be surprised to see in Tesco's on the, no- on the newspaper wrap. <laughs> Like, no. at all. And so it's just sad. And actually, I've got a quote from Mrs. May. I don't know when it's from, but it was basically when a rumour had came out in a, new- a newspaper had created a false headline about her having a baby. And these are direct words from her. Way back when I was wanting to be selected for a seat, one of the newspaper reporters I was going to have, one of the newspapers reported I was going to have trouble being selected to fight a seat as a Conservative candidate because of my new baby. And that I think that just sums up the difference between how politics and media treat men and treat women in politics, but just in general as well. Yeah. And it's just, it is upsetting because as someone who is, and you, as someone, as people who are very interested in politics, it's clear that there's just so much underlying sexism and misogyny and just... It's still there, isn't it? Yeah. I honestly, when in New Zealand, and I was really following it closely, I was just like, how, those people, it's still there, and they were... That's their prime minister, and they still seem she is like well they still deem her too um like unable to yeah, carry out exactly draft, which is ridiculous exactly but you know that's the the facts of life and like I say hopefully this new so called fem- wave of feminism is just going to help men realise that you know we are in this together to quote a High School Musical yeah. and um that that there are still God, a lot of problems too much High School Musical yeah, yeah. I mean I, what I thought was interesting this is a bit random but um I saw something on um a famous Instagram uh, an Instagram person she's called she's like an influencer she's like a massive feminist she's like brought out yeah. a book she's wonderful she's called Florence oh, Given Flo- yes Florence Given. she's I incredible right Given. yeah and and she, she says um she's not your son stop raising her. oh brilliant love her she's she's yeah. brilliant she's really really witty she deals yeah. with it very well and she uncovers a lot of like underlying misogyny and she like I've never been in a relationship but I know that like she has uncovered a lot of stuff about abuse and like um first dates and like what to look out for and I just think yeah. now I, my eyes have been opened a lot wider but she said well, she just unapolog- unapologi- unapologetically yeah unapologetically everything but she said it she was doing she had an Instagram filter and it was like if you could time travel what era or period would you go and she said time travel is a privilege for everyone um for only like white upper class privileged straight males yeah and that is just like so true because you go back anywhere and and I'm trying to make this point because I'm saying that whilst we have made so much progress like you know we go back like a hundred years and women had literally like such little rights um, mm-hmm. there is still so much progress to go and it's like now we're uncovering like we're uncovering like psychological um, like sexism and like stuff that's like underlying and like within society and like subliminal subliminal yeah. messages because it is so deep rooted in our society and our culture I've only ever experienced British culture of it but I can I can assure you that it is the same in a lot of other cultures as well yeah I mean it's just like we have this whole thing in um, Britain don't we have like lad like lads culture yeah which excuses awful behaviour. Which drives, them, yeah. um, which kind of drives sexism. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a fleeting comment to make, because I'm not saying that all males are part of that lad culture, but it's a very, uh, we have that here. Yeah, I mean, all males is like, not all males is like a different comment that like <laughs> aggravates me a little bit as well. And like, you know what's funny? When I was in like year nine and Lily asked me, are you a feminist? 
And I was like, I don't really know. And she was like, do you want equal rights? And I was like, yeah, of course. She was like, right, then you're a feminist. And I literally remember people on our table was like, oh, Libby, you're not a feminist, are you? Like, how awful is that? Like, year nine, Millie, that's like 14. I know, I know, exactly. I mean, I remember as well, I got shamed, literally shamed for being a feminist in my class. So I got given, it was in like a Spanish class, and I got given a um, little book of feminism from my friends, like Secret Santa. Yeah. And like all the girls, girls that I wasn't friends with, may I add, they like looked around. And then this boy was like, started saying, oh my God, you're such a triggered feminist. Like, how can you be a feminist? And I did throw the book in his face. (laughs) (laughs) I admit to that. I did throw the book in his face. And you know what my teacher said? She went, Millie, that was such a dignified move. (laughs) I'm not going to to punish you for it. And so that was um, running. That was my only run-in, may I Absolutely. And I just think that like, I do, I do think that the word feminism is a little bit tricky to navigate when you're a boy because it, it, like when you think about like feminism literally comes from like the root of like female right and so like if I were a male I would think oh that doesn't feel right like maleism that, like I would be like oh I don't want to be behind that so I do think that like um potentially I, not that we need to rename it but like we just need to remove the stigma around it because like yeah. realistically and, and also I do just think that like a lot of boys are like quite reasonable Especially that our, our school, I don't feel like we've got like a, a load of dicks I mean, in our yeah, year. They're, they're, they're not like brain dead, are they? No. They clearly understand that, like the, the general consensus of why we need yeah. something like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, that got very heated. That did get that did get very heated. But, How, go on. What are, we, what are we doing now? What, what are we following on with? Well, we've come to 37 minutes, so I think it's time God, to sign off. I know, minutes. I know. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, Millie. Time flies it when does. you're having fun. It yeah. does. <laughs> but you've been brilliant, and I've loved Thank you having you. you on here. And so I'll definitely get you back on. Um, God, so, can't wait. so to all the listeners, if you have any ideas, themes, questions, um, you know, newspaper articles, send them to doitjustice at hotmail.com and I will look through them and I will get Millie back on here and we can have another discussion. It doesn't need to yeah. be about uh, the stuff we've discussed today because Millie and I are very, uh, we have a very diverse um, ability. <laughs> We're very talented women, let me just put it like that. Married. Yes, we are. But um, yeah, thank you so much for Millie, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for um, me. stay safe and I'll catch up with you later. God, I'll see you on John Group Chat. I'll see you on the John Group Chat. Goodbye. Let me know what you're having for dinner. I okay, will. Bye. Absolutely. Bye. So that was Millie Bo Morris. You can catch her on Instagram at Millie X Bo. That's the way the French spell it B E A U. Thank you for listening thus far. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and be sure to check out our social socials. Socials. You shall. Brilliant. So on Twitter, it's do it justice pod with the zero, with the O being a zero. And on Instagram, it's do it justice podcast, um, where we will be, I say we, I will be uploading updates when the new episodes are out, any questions. Um, and I said my email before, but that's do it justice at hotmail.com. I'd love to get any recommendations. Um, and yeah, let's keep this going. Thank you so much for listening. This is me out. <laughs>